Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we're going to be talking about all of the events from Saturday, September 26th through today, Monday, September 28th of 2020. And we are going to get started with the Belgian royal family. It was audience day for King Philippe. Of course, we had our Monday weekly audience with the Prime Minister, current Prime Minister of Belgium. And then later on, Philippe held an audience with the two formers of the new government coalition who are tasked with basically building the government. So who's going to be Minister of Foreign Affairs and Prime Minister, etc.? Um, so and the budget and all of those things are being decided on. Um, now, reminder that this is a pretty weak coalition that has been built, but it of liberal parties. Not that that part really matters um, to in the context of this podcast, at least. Um, but it's seven political parties are making up this coalition, so it is very fragile. Um, And so not everything has been sorted out as was hoped would be done um, with the new government starting in the next few days. Mm -hmm. I think it's supposed to start Thursday. As of right now, we're not going to make it, but it's close. Um, So the two formers um, gave an update to King Philippe, but as of right now, nothing is completely formed. So that's the update there. This is obviously like a very exciting um, potential thing happening now, almost two years after. Um, It's a little bit less than. I think it's going to be 18 to 20 months, something like that. Um, After the elections were held, they're going to have some sort of coalition government, potentially. Um, So that is the update on Belgium. And then we are going to jump right into the British royal family for their very exciting weekend update. Well, there was nothing today, Monday, in the UK. Um, Yesterday, on Sunday, kind of right at midnight on Sunday, so for me it was Saturday, but the real release was Sunday, um, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge shared some pictures of a screening that uh, William held of the new David Attenborough documentary, um, which is more about Attenborough's life, but in the context of, like, nature. Um, And so William held the screening with David Attenborough himself. um, And then afterwards, the Duchess of Cambridge, so Kate and all of the Cambridge children, all three of them, um, George, Charlotte, and Louis, came out and met with uh, Sir David Attenborough, um, 
they took some really cool pictures, you know, seeing the Cambridge kids, it's always exciting. Um, David Attenborough gave, I think the report is that he gave just George a fossil of a, I think a shark's tooth. Um, but I think it was for all the children, um, to kind of see, but George being the oldest and the heir to the throne at some point in his life. Um, this of course makes kind of sense. Um, so a very cool event overall and, um, you know, just Cambridge kids, like in the middle of September, which has been kind of cool. Um, which I guess we've been, we've are kind of used, or I guess it's the end of September too. Um, but like September is back to school time. So we've gotten Cambridge pictures the past couple years because of that. Um, but today was a little bit different or these, these pictures were a little bit different. Um, and just like overall adorable. Um, so that's the update there. Um, really excited to see William has a big week coming up next week, so there's lots of stuff that's going to be in the lead-up to that. So we have a lot going on there. But then, like I said, there was nothing, um, like, frontward-facing for the British royals today. And even in the court circular, there was nothing from the five that I talk about. So not a lot to report on, but Cambridge pictures. Fair enough. Um, so that is the update from the British Royals over the weekend, and now we are going to move on to Denmark. Today, Queen Margrethe um, delivered the Rugsten Lund Prize, um, which is a prize given to honor um, different kinds of people who either write about a Danish author um, named Karen Blixen or support causes that were important to her. Um, you guys, like, I, I, so I kind of mentioned this early on or like last week my life kind of changed a little bit today um to put in context I work full-time this is not my full-time job um although it is a full-time job it is not my full-time job um it should be but it's not I started a new job today um so if you're a working class person. I'm basically working second shift. So my the middle of my day is completely taken with my new job, which is totally fine, but I've had to learn to adapt a little bit. And so one of the things with that is that I didn't do a ton of research on this because it was happening while I was working today. Um, and now that I'm getting off work at 10 p.m. instead of 8 p.m., um, there's just some changes that have to be made that I'll adapt to and learn with. Um, but training is challenging and learning new things and also trying to research a Danish author that 
I don't understand, like, wasn't happening today. Um, but anyway, <laughs> Queen Margrethe was delivering this prize um, at the Blixen, like, museum. I think it was based in her home. Um, and she delivered it to the journalist Pook Domsgud uh, for her work on, for her um, writing on living conditions, particularly in high-risk areas, um, which obviously was a cause close to Claire Karen Blixen's heart. Um, I don't know, but I would assume, given the criteria for this award. Um, so that happened, and my favorite thing was that sometimes with Queen Margrethe, it's hard to tell if certain things are fashion or not. Um, and so Margrethe was wearing these black gloves, and from the few pictures I've seen, they look to be medical gloves. Um, but I'm also questioning if they're not in like their fashion gloves, but it's not like her to wear fashion gloves. Um, so I, I don't know, but I noticed them and I don't know what they are and it bothers me. Um, so who knows what that is. Um, so that was Queen Margaretha's day. And then also today, um, Crown Prince Frederick visited the science festival that is held at the Sophienborg School, um, and this is for his work with, I'm going to say HCO 2020, it's not HCO, it's HC something, but it's the O with like the line through it, and I don't know what, how to pronounce that, and again, this is one of those things that I'm like, I'm not researching this today, um, and so, but anyway, it is the celebration, um, it is the organization that has been created to celebrate the 200th anniversary of electromagnetism by scientist H.C. Orsted. Um, and so that's the H.C.O. with a slash through it. Um, it looked like a really cool thing. There was like a giant, what looked like a magnet, but I don't really know if it was a magnet. It looked so cool and so fun. Um, although it was raining the entire time. Um, so that was unfortunate. But that was the update for Denmark. It does look like there might be a little bit of a busier week in Denmark this week than last week with the uh, one picture and one event. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it might be a little bit busier in Denmark this week. Um, but for now, that was the only update. Um, and we are going to skip the Netherlands because they had nothing Saturday, Sunday, or Monday um, and move right on into Norway.
the update from Norway is no events, but good news for King Harald um, that he has been released from the hospital um, after a weekend observation. It looks like the tests were completed and the hospital is still kind of looking over everything. Um, and Harald will remain on sick leave for the rest of the week as scheduled. Um, so that's the update. It's really good news that he is home. Um, I know when he had this in January, he like a similar situation in January, um, maybe February. Um, they said he was coming home and then he didn't get to at a certain point. Um, and then came home after that. Um, so it was great that he came home as expected. That was fantastic news. Um, and then it is a fairly light week. Um, it was always going to be a light week, um, but now it's a little bit more so. So the big thing is in a couple of days, um, I believe on Thursday, the Norwegian parliament officially starts its session for the year. Um, so that ceremony is held on Thursday with Crown Prince Akun serving as um, regent. He will be opening that for uh, the first time. And it's also the first time in a long time that an heir serving as regent has done so. <coughs> Excuse me. So that is, um, that's a pretty big deal that I am sad to see, but also kind of excited. Um, so that, like I said, that happens on Thursday, but there's really nothing else on track. If there's any news or updates, I will, of course, bring them to you here. Um, but that's what's going on in Norway. Um, so a quiet weekend, uh, no big news, but really great news today. Um, and so with that, we're gonna move on to Spain. Starting out the pretty busy week for the Spanish royal family, or at least busier than last week, um, King Felipe started his morning by, or really his only event for the day, um, but he opened the new facilities of the Jose Ortega and Gasset Gregoria Marignon Foundation. That sounds very French. I don't know if it's French or not. Um, but this is an organization that is focused on promoting culture, training, debate, and research, um, particularly in like the social science fields um, and humanity, it's a humanity world. Um, so during the visit, like I said, it was a new building inauguration. Um, so Felipe, of course, took a tour of the new building, its library, um, and then there was like a little gathering afterwards where he gave a speech um, talking about the importance of the organization. And so I've been trying to, all day before I started working, uh, think of something to compare this to. Because I like to do that um, for 
in my context as an American for other American listeners to like compare this to something that we as Americans understand. I haven't been able to do that with this, not because they don't exist, but because I can't think of names of them. Like I know they're out there, but I can't think of what they're called. Um, so like the first one that came to mind was like a Fulbright program, but it's not like that at all um, because a Fulbright is a scholarship. And so I just, I don't know. I'm very sorry that I don't have something to compare this organization to. Um, I would have liked to, but I couldn't come up with anything. Um, but anyway, that was King Felipe's day today. Um, he has a couple more events on the calendar. I think every day, but maybe Friday this week. Um, it's a busy week, which I'm really excited about. Um, so that was his day. And then later on in the mid-afternoon, if you're a Spaniard, it was like 5 p.m., um, you know, to me, that's kind of beginning of evening, but to Spain, it's like afternoon. Um, Queen Letizia took part in the BBVA Microfinance Foundation Conference um, on, it was called um, Tireless Women, Challenges and Achievements to Reinvent Themselves in Times of Crisis. Um, so it was really focused on like microfinance and ways that women specifically have been utilizing them right now in the middle of a pandemic to better their lives. Um, so we talked about this a little bit last week with Queen Maxima and her work um, as UN Secretary General's Special Advocate for Financial Inclusion um, about how like access to financial means um, can really in these developing countries, like completely change someone's life. Um, and so that's what like microfinance is kind of a, another component to financial inclusion. Um, and so BBVA is a bank. Um, it's a pretty popular bank in Europe. I think there are branches and like parts here in the States, if you're from the States, but I don't know, I don't have access to them. Um, but I do think they exist. Actually, you know what? They are like a parent company for other banks in the States. It's a very confusing thing. It doesn't matter. But they have a foundation focused on microloans. Um, and that is like really important for women. They focused today on women in like Colombia and um, some other Latin American countries and how um, women there have been affected by COVID and also um, their access to these microloans. Um, so it was a really cool thing. Um, it was, well, let's see, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that was like super notable about it. I found the topic interesting um, because I, I like microfinance, like I love microloans and I think it's a really cool program that exists in the world. Um, and I love hearing like women's success stories from microloans. They're my favorite. So like, I was really interested in it from that space, but not <laughs> Queen Letizia talked for three minutes. I, 
she gives these speeches and like she talks so fast i'm sure it's because it's like still second nature for her as a broadcast journalist to talk really fast and get through like quote unquote segments um but seriously she spoke for three minutes and she talked about the importance of microfinance but like there wasn't a lot to talk about from her standpoint um it it was great but like from the way i watched it not from a royal watching standpoint i mean it was fun she looked good in her dress and i yeah that's it <laughs> her speech was really short there's that's all i can say um but yeah so that was her day and that marks the end of the day for the spanish royals um lots going on on the calendar this week for them and we're gearing into october which if you don't know october is like the biggest month of the year for the spanish royals so very excited um to go through this month with you all in this podcast and have some things potentially in the works if i can um given kind of life changes that are happening um so we will um you know follow along through october and so that is the end of the update for the Spanish royal family. And now we are going to move on to Sweden. Right, it was another busy day in Sweden. Um, King Carl Gustav was the only person really who had activities, um, but it was like an interesting day, but also a day that I don't really completely understand. Um, so the first engagement, I understand perfectly. Um, Carl Gustav met with the Speaker of the South Korean Parliament, who is currently on an official visit to. Sweden on an invitation from the president of the Riksdag or the Swedish parliament. Um, I'm really curious what this is about. Um, my, again, this is an assumption. This is not based in fact, because I don't know. Um, is that maybe a potential conversation about COVID because South Korea versus Sweden is like a huge difference. Um, or maybe that's just wishful thinking on my part that that's what it was. Um, but anyway, as is kind of like the nature of these official visits by not low level government officials from other countries, but not like heads of state, um, the monarch will, gr gr uh, word vomit there, um, will grant an audience to them and just spend like a little bit of time, uh, for a meet and greet essentially. Um, so that's what happened there. And then later on in the morning, I've been trying to understand this again, most of the day, and I don't get it. Um, but later on in the day, King Carl Gustav held a meeting of the chapter of the orders, which is basically meeting with representatives from each, like honor of distinction order so in sweden they have the order of the seraphim which is like the highest 
order. And when I say order, this is a very confusing thing that like literally makes no difference in the world. Um, but in the States, okay, we have like the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which is similar to an or it, it's an order. Um, but in, in monarchies, when you think of them in like their full regalia, um, their full gala wear, they always, most of them always have like some sort of sash. Um, and sometimes they'll have like a really bulky, like necklace looking thing. That's a collar. Um, or, um, like pins. It, it's a very confusing thing, um, that legitimately makes like a very little difference in the world. I mean, they're important, but they're, they're not. Um, and so <laughs> those were, um, like there's representatives that are maybe in charge of them. I don't know. But King Carl Gustav is the head of them all because he's the head of state. I don't really understand. But he held that meeting today. So now you know everything I know. <laughs> um, and supposedly, like, new members were introduced in this. But, again, I have no idea. I think a lot of things got lost in translation here. So maybe the next language I learn is Swedish. Swedish and Spanish are very, very different, though. So I don't know. We'll, we'll get there. Um, so yeah, and then also later on in the day, um, this has, um, so there's been a picture floating around of Crown Princess Victoria for, um, the launch of the Pink Ribbon campaign for the Swedish Cancer Society. Uh, this is something Victoria has done every year that I've been watching. This is her 12th year, um, and every year in, around October, there's always a new picture released, um, to mark the start of the um, pink ribbon campaign, which is held, of course, in October for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So that is what happened. It's a great picture. Uh, she's in all pink with her pink ribbon. It's great. Lovely. Um, also like a really good cause and I'm glad she supports it every year. And so there we go. We made it through the end of the podcast. We made it through the end of the day. That's excitement for me. Um, so I will talk to you all tomorrow. Please be sure to check out the Instagram, which is The Daily Royal, um, the website, thedailyroyal.com, where you can kind of backtrack and look at all the pictures and events from the past week um, and back even further. Um, and also catch up on like former episodes if you miss them. Um, and yeah, so I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a great day and I'll talk to you then. Bye.